A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams you will lose your heartache. For the first time in forever, nothing's in our way. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Mouse Madness, a podcast dedicated to bracketing all things Disney. I'm Chris Bowersox. And I'm Kyle Skinner. And we are your hosts for Mouse Madness. Each episode will focus on a single Disney topic, generate a bracket, and debate our way through the madness to figure out who or what is truly the best. Follow us and play along on Instagram at Mouse Madness Pod. Send us an email at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com or support us on Patreon by becoming a member of Jerry's gang at patreon.com slash mousemadness. Kyle, we're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're spinning, we're spinning a, just an S-tier uh, Disney <laughs> playlist again this week where we're talking about best Disney I want song. Uh, the Gigantes are back in town, so I, I was driving over the Bay Bridge a lot last week. Yeah. Let me tell you, uh, no, no, not one of these songs <laughs> has failed the Bay Bridge test thus far. It is, this playlist is just one that I'm going to keep on my phone. Like, this is a great Disney playlist of songs that aren't the kind of mainstream pop bangers. It's not the Let It Goes. Uh, it's not the uh, Akuna Matatas. It's not the Circle of Lives. This is like when you think about Disney music, these represent that so well. Yeah. And it's been really, really fun to talk about them. And back to talk a little bit more is guest host Michael. Michael, welcome back. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. I can like, I can see Chris in my head just like screaming Santa Fe while going <laughs> over the Bay Bridge. And I can see you, Kyle. I can see you just cleaning your apartment, belting out almost there. Dude. Like nobody's even watching. Dude, almost there is like my Saturday morning breakfast making song. Like that thing comes on like, oh, it's the weekend, baby. I'm going to go ahead and make up a, a big old breakfast pancakes. We got hash browns. We got eggs. Like that is a song that gets me going. I love that song. Um, Mike, when it comes to Disney music in general, uh, is there a like, a playlist or a you know a type of disney song that you really lean to in your listening habits oh so i have to listen to zero to hero every time i work out <laughs> it's, it's a must not even ashamed of it every single workout somewhere in there zero to hero is going to come on and it's gonna provide that little jolt that i need to finish a rep finish a set just oh, I, I mean, we I've always wanted to do a most jacked Disney character bracket. <laughs> and, you know, you got those Hercules gains. I feel like I feel like the soundtrack's like half of the battle right there, you know? <laughs> yeah, Herc's entire playlist. If you are trying to be active, go ahead and listen to the Her- Hercules soundtrack because that will motivate you to move, especially with the, the end song, A Star is Born. I, I'm just, every, that key change, I'm in full sprint. Full sprint. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but 
we're talking about I want songs. And uh, these are a lot of aspirational songs. It's a lot of motivational songs. It's some love songs. And before we jump into more discussion around this Elite Eight matchups that we have lined up, we got to talk Spoonful of Sugar. Chris, what are you drinking over there? Uh, we're, we're recording back to back here and I'm still sort of trying to get back to zero. Uh, I've got to be in, <laughs> I, I got to be in social mode tomorrow morning. So I'm drinking some water, but I do want to shout out, uh, Tiki Tom's cocktail we had this weekend. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's one of those ones that like, if you have someone who's like, oh, I don't like rum. I don't like Tiki. Like this is a, it's such a great crowd pleasing tiki cocktail uh we got a bowl of it <laughs> it is called the rum rum r-h-u-r-h-u-m-r-u-m rum rum i don't know if rum with the h means something or it's just a different type of category of rum okay uh and it has zaya and kuliana <laughs> zaya and kuliana hui hui rum hmm? blend cognac pineapple apricot and strawberry and and this that strawberry like that is the that is the 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 very last ingredient that makes everything just go yep uh and just makes it so delicious because really all you taste is i feel like strawberry in the drink (laughs) Uh, but it's so good and it 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 hits just right yeah it was so good and the fact that we were again, we were with our our buddy Kyle Madsen and and Nina and Julia, and we got real quiet when that bowl came out. We were <laughs> sipping on that thing. <laughs> That's how good it was. Um, yeah, I I dreamt about the rum rum, and I can't wait to have another one for sure. Uh, what do you got, Kyle? I'm uh yeah back to back, so I'm still hydrating. I've got I've got like a noon hydration water going on over here, um, but. I'm really looking forward to making some rum cocktails coming up because we got back from St. Lucia last month and I brought back some St. Lucian rum. Uh, so I'm excited to make some cocktails with that. Stay tuned on that. Home bartenders coming back. Come back Ooh. with a vengeance. Uh, Michael, what you got? Yeah, as y'all said, we're kind of on a back to back. It's a little late on the East Coast and... So just hydrating myself a little coconut smoothie action from Trader Joe's. Got a nice early 6.30 a.m. work shift. So Jeez. excited for that. Yeah, at least uh, it's not green. So Chris can harass you about drinking oh grass my, water again. Oh, my God. <laughs> not here. Not here. Um, well, just to remind everyone kind of where we're at, we're talking about the best Disney I want song a demographic that we surveyed to get our, our Disney I want songs. The uh, people were Tiana mountain selfie takers. Uh, mm-hmm. That is folks that were posted up at Disneyland right outside the Tiano's Ti- Tianu. Uh, Tiano. Tiana, Tiana and Keanu both got together and they named <laughs> yeah. their kid Tianu. Um, Tiana's Bayou adventure. They were posted up, taking a little selfie action next to some construction mm-hmm. next to some coming soon signage uh, we asked those folks what's the best disney i want song we ended up with a great field of 16 we narrowed it down to a round of eight where we have the number 16 seed santa fe versus the number nine seed a dream is a wish your heart makes the number four seed reflection versus number 12 just around the river bend number two seed first time in forever versus number seven almost there 
and the number 14 seed out there versus the number six, how far I'll go. We had a good amount of upsets uh, yeah, last we week. And, and Kyle, I kicked things off. And so why don't you go ahead and do the honors this week? Yeah, 16 Santa Fe versus number nine, A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. And Chris broke down Santa Fe so well last time um, with this concept that Jack wants to get to Santa Fe because it is going to be a place in which he can finally rest. His mind can rest, his body can rest. Uh, and it's the one one of the, the few that does, doesn't actually come true for our characters on this bracket. He doesn't ever make it to Santa Fe, but it is the idea of that freedom, of that calm, of that rest that is really keeping him going. And it is a a crazy powerful song. I mean, he the way that is being performed and sung, it it's coming from the heart. It's coming from the gut. Yeah, like this is this is being belted, and a lot of these songs are being absolutely belted, but this one for sure is. And I really I do like that. Um. Up against a dream is a wish your heart makes from Cinderella. You know, it, this is another one of those aspirational ones where Cinderella is really like, listen, everybody, we can get what we want if we just hang on to the belief that it's going to happen. The dream being a wish that your heart makes means that this dream is not just something that happens when you're when you're sleeping. This is something that like you want really bad. It's in your heart. Uh, and I really like that play, dream, wish, and heart. Those three words that are thrown around so often in Disney songs and in you know in Disney conversations and and marketing, just everything. But in this, it's like your heart really wants this thing. It is wishing that it had this thing, and that is the dream. That is that is what dreams are, and I like that. I like that take on it. Um, and I think that she serves as that, as you said last time, Chris, like as that motivating factor for even her little animal friends. Like they that activates them to then help her throughout the rest of the film. Uh making the dress, getting her to the ball, uh leaving and running away from the ball, um, exposing the uh the evil stepmother for locking her up in the room by getting that door open. Um so I think that it plays a really, really important part as well. Just in general for this film, uh, man, I mean, like, as we all know, not a huge Newsies fan, but I think that the 16 seed is probably like the more quintessential want song in this matchup. Like I said last time, the dream song was up against Once Upon a Dream, and I felt like those were kind of soft in the want category when you have a literal want song at the 16 seed. So like. Yeah, I, I have to go with it. I have to have the 16 seed move on here. Yeah, I, I was pretty shocked that Michael agreed with me uh, <laughs> in the last episode to to move Santa Fe along. And I, I'm, I'm obviously very happy that it happened, uh, particularly because I knew that if it made it past the first round, it was pretty much a lock to make it past the second round as well. Uh, and and yes, like I'm sh- there is a, a major argument to be made about the 16 Santa Fe moving on over the number one part of the world. But (laughs) like, but like objectively, this is a better, I want song than a dream is to wish your heart make. Like, yes, it's just like in the structure, in the content, in the character development aspect, like it's, it's better uh, unilaterally. So, so I'm agreeing with you and moving 16 Santa Fe along to the final four, baby. Mm. 
Mm. Um, Michael, were you, would you have uh, shocked us with a little uh, dream as a wish your heart make actions there? Nope. Okay. Still on the Newsies train. My man. Um, all right. The next matchup is the number four reflection versus number 12 just around the Riverman. And this one's a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm always going to ride pretty hard for reflection. Uh, one of the things that I sort of loved most about it last week when I was talking was just the succinctness of the song where every single bar is just a new revelation about Mulan, a new revelation about the situation. There's just no waste of time. Uh, There's no waste of words. And that just makes it hit super hard. Like it never, the song never lets you sort of like mentally wander away from it. Like it just like, this is what I have to say. There it is. Mic drop moment. uh, And we're out of here. We're Mm -hmm. on to the next scene. Uh, and, And that's awesome. Just around the river bend, it's like there are so many of these songs, these I want songs that are about sort of like um, freeing yourself from tradition, saying that I don't want uh, to do this. I want to do that. And that is um, visually conveyed in a really powerful way in just around the river bend. Mm. At the end of the song, when Pocahontas's canoe reaches that fork in the river uh, and there's this very like placid, beautiful, but still uh, path on the left. And then this kind of sketchy looking, but also sort of exciting looking <laughs> path on the right. And that's when she stops and does her little like, do I marry Cocoaum? Right. Uh, and, and go with sort of like this this expectation of me or do I do I not do that? And the thing that's interesting is that Pocahontas in this song acknowledges that like it's not necessarily a bad thing, the thing that she doesn't want to do. Like it's not like she's uh, going to be in like a super dangerous situation or she's not going to be like completely distraught. It's just like it's just not uh, what she necessarily is that the most ideal like it's good. It's like yeah. that meme. It's like, this is great, <laughs> but I but I like that. Yeah. Um, Pocahontas. So not only does she say, um, that's fine, but I want that. She says, I don't want that. And in fact, I don't even know what I do want. <laughs> Pocahontas wants what's behind door number three. Yes. She, she wants the she wants the mystery prize. Uh-huh. And and I that's what I love about Pocahontas. The mm. idea that like the I want isn't necessarily a specific thing that she's after. Yeah. It's more so just this idea that she wants to keep her options open. Mm. And she wants to like be um reactionary. She mm. wants to go with the flow of the river, hence just <laughs> around the river bend. So uh, it's just a really, I think like Pocahontas in general, I think I need to revisit this movie because it's been a mm. minute and I know that you're cold on it and you know, there is a, there are a lot of issues with it, but the, <laughs> the, you know, just around the river bend colors of the wind, both really good songs. And I think, I think there might be a little bit more for me to take away when it comes to the movie, but more specifically like the Pocahontas character, I think she's, uh-huh. she's got some more depth to her than I think a lot of people give her credit for. Um, yeah it i mean like it's tough because i really have kind of like gained a new appreciation for just around the river bend by by looking at it and listening to it really intently you mentioned sort of the the musical 
robustness and complexness of a lot of the instrumentation in just around the riverbend. The Judy, the Judy Kuhn versus Leah Salonga here. What like a that, match! That's up. just that's just unfair. Like yeah. that's a, that's a draw. <laughs> I refuse rude. to choose. Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Reflection though. I think I think like you, Mulan's just a good movie. Like it's it's super good. Mulan's a great character. Uh, Pocahontas is great too. But I think you know uh, once Pocahontas does make it around the river bend, maybe there's some there's some questions with some of her choices, but. Uh, let's yeah. go Mulan. So I don't know if either of you watch um, Love Island, no. particularly the UK one, but there's this trope within it over and over again. It happens. There's always this couple where they're super compatible. Uh, they they make sense. They really like each other into each other. And that is safe. At the end of the day, you want to leave the villa with this person because you could win the big cash prize at the end. But there's always the guy or the girl who are like, ah, but I'm still open to getting to know other people. And they're like, what other people? We're all here. And they're like, well, what if somebody comes in and turns my head? And that's a big Pocahontas energy <laughs> of like, you know, there is a safety here with uh, with Homeboy. There's also, you know, something could happen. <laughs> I kind of want to be open if that thing could happen. Uh, and it's just so... In the sh- when you're watching in the show, it's so frustrating because there's a different end goal, right? Uh, but here, she Pocahontas is is the OG like Moana, right? Like things are great at home for the most part, uh, and your path is laid out for you, and it's a pretty good path, and and we like it. But there's some mystery mystery on the other side of the reef. There's some mystery around the river bend, uh, and I do really like that. The only issue that I have. Uh, here in this matchup is that and also something i'm going to say again later on in this bracket some of these songs have a little too many words they are saying the same thing over and over again Hmm. in a different way and sometimes it just gets a little too heady Hmm. It, it feels like they're trying to do a little bit too much and i don't think that's necessarily well I think it's a bad thing to me because doing too much when you could just get us to the point, I I like that succinctness a little bit more, but also it just starts muddying up the message. It starts just kind of confusing. We get it. Wordplay. We get it. References. We understand that that you're a great songwriter, Um, but then that kind of gets lost. You, You lose the want in that. And I think that's an issue here. Um, I do really like reflection, though. I think I have to go with the reflection uh, over just around the river bend because it's still that grappling and it comes through in a very short amount of time. She's able to really just like in- internalize that that battle that she's going through of family, tradition, culture, what's right, what's wrong, what's expected, and doesn't waste time. And I think that's I really like that. And I just also really like the listening experience of reflection like i said last time it's just a gorgeous song um just around the river bend kind of feels a lot like the the go to the distance it's a big motivator it's big it's loud um but i do like the softer take of reflection and i like that um that moment of just in <laughs> the moment of inflection about reflection uh i i think it's great so i'm going to agree with you uh, reflection is going to move on here michael did we make the right choice 
Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that both of these songs really do have a little bit of complexity to it. Hmm. But just it's the tone, it's the way that it's conveyed in reflection where it's like, because to me, Mulan knows really who she is. But she's not allowed to be who she is. So I think that internal struggle just really comes out more in the song as opposed to really Pocahontas where as as hard as it is to admit, yes, it's a lot more like go the distance where it's much more loud and kind of in your face with like what it's trying to define. All right. This next matchup here is number two, first time in forever versus number seven, almost there. First time in forever composed by the Lopez's, uh, was his name Robert Robert uh, Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez sounds right yeah sure. yeah yeah Robert and Kristen I was gonna um, say Christian and Kristen <laughs> no it's Robert <laughs> um I didn't know a lot about these two and I unlocked a door that kind of just blew my mind about Robert in particular this dude's impressive it is crazy uh, so for those who don't know, Robert co-wrote the Book of Mormon. He has an EGOT. He was the youngest person to get the, an EGOT and the person who was able to get an EGOT in the shortest amount of time. It only took 10 years before he ended up getting the EGOT, which is bonkers. He has two Oscars. He's also the only person to have won all four awards more than once. <laughs> he has He's two EGOT. Yeah, he got... He has two Oscars, three Tonys, three Grammys, and four Emmys. God. What in the world, dude? And I was like, okay, so like this guy's super impressive. Let's see uh, what Kristen has done. Mind blown. She also obviously comes from the theater space, but she wrote for Bear in the Big Blue House. Banger. Bangers, bangers only. And she, uh, she wrote the music for the 2011 uh, Winnie the Pooh movie. And voiced Kanga in it. <laughs> Light work. <laughs> Light work. And she's on her way to Nigat too. She has two Oscars, two Grammys, and an Emmy. And outside of Frozen and uh, Encanto and... Uh, no, they weren't Encanto. Um, Coco. Outside of the, uh, Coco. Yes, it was Coco. Um, they also wrote the music for WandaVision. So they're, they're that... You know, they're right there with Daddy Lynn of the, hey, we've got the in-house folks that are just going to be doing a lot of everything. And they do it really well, obviously. They really brought back Disney for a lot of people. Uh, and it was the music. It was Frozen. And so you have First Time in Forever, uh, in which you have our two protagonists kind of talking about the same, 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 but different. You have Kristen Bell as Anna, who's just excited for, to finally have the world uh, come visit, open up these doors, and we're going to exist as normal people. Uh, maybe I'll experience friendship. Maybe I'll experience love. Maybe I'll experience fun and excitement. Um, but it's you have then Adele Dazim as Elsa, who is like a little apprehensive. She doesn't know if she does want that. She doesn't know if she can handle that. Uh, she doesn't want. She wants to keep herself concealed from the world, and this is putting that in danger. And so I really like that about this song. And Michael, yes, you are completely correct as well. Uh, Mike just dropped in the Zoom chat that the Lopez's also did the Finding Nemo musical at uh, Animal Kingdom. So they're also parks. They're doing it all. Um, and the the issue that I alluded to earlier is that there are words in this thing, man. 
this is a wordy song and i i think it it's a good thing because it shows the excitement and the chaotic energy that is anna very well her mind is racing she all these things she could do all these experiences that she could have and then the chorus is really where she's like slows down and enjoys that moment or, or really explains that that feeling that she has uh, that you know finally things are going to be somewhat normal for her after years and years of it being locked up but it it i just have an issue with how jumbled it feels i mean like like i said it it makes it's perfect for the film and it's perfect for that moment. But when it comes to it as a song and I didn't revisit these like clips, Chris, um, I kind of just listened to it on a playlist. So outside of the context of the film, it is just a brain scrambler. <laughs> it's hard to like know where you are. What uh, rem- I don't know that I would be able to like necessarily memorize these lyrics. That doesn't mean that it's a bad song, but it just feels chaotic. And I think that like I've been saying all these I wants. I need them focused. <laughs> I, I want them focused. I like them focused. And so that's where it kind of falters for me a little bit is that it's just a lot. Uh, and it's up against almost there, which I've obviously shown my fanboyness about, <laughs> which it is very succinct. It is very focused. It is very motivational. It, it's, it's an achievable want that somebody is taking the, the initiative to achieve. Uh, Tiana is is going to make that dream happen. She's going to get her want because she knows the formula of success, which is just that hard work, that belief, that dream. And I really, really like that. So like, I I think I just have to go towards my bias of the number seven seed over two seed here. Um, but I think this is a really great I want matchup when you look at them in their films, for sure. But number seven is just a, a, an easier listen for me, and I like it a lot more. Um, question. We often talk about how we don't like the one thing about Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. uh, is that they turn Tiana into a frog, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't get our princess as she is for 75% of the movie. Yeah. How do you feel about Tiana getting turned into a two-dimensional puppet uh animation during almost there oh i i don't mind that because i think that it's part of the it's her dream it's that it's that putting the the dreaming aspect down onto paper in a way that makes sense it's like her plans it's her it's how she envisions almost like her own marketing uh I don't mind them taking her out as like the character singing at the screen because it kind of shows how thoughtful she's been uh, and she's putting the pen to paper in her brain and we're seeing that kind of come out. That's how I see that. Mike, do you have a, a take on it? I feel I feel similar. It's it's kind of like it's going through like how she sees her dream happening and as it progresses through the song of if I do this, if I do that, then like all of this is going to come true for me. So, But you know what's really annoying about her setting the standard for herself of like the hard work in the dream is that like the rest of the film is based on her ability to let go and like not be so hard-headed and driven and like start leaning more like, you know, 
maybe not necessarily love, but like allowing, putting down her guard and allowing somebody else to come in and seeing where that path might take her. That's a little frustrating because it's like now she can only feel the fullness of life because of this guy who she met when he was a frog. And she's going to (laughs) fall in love with a frog. Like I that's the movie. That's it Princess is, and the Frog. It is not, it's not good. Princess and the Prince. It's Princess it and the Frog. Good. It is not good. Uh, no, I mean, like, I, I don't know that I would discredit this song for that because a lot of like, I, I think a good movie involves the character in some way acknowledging that the thing that they wanted, they don't want it as bad as they thought they did. Mm. Uh, maybe they still get that thing, but it isn't as like identity defying. And that's sure. called. A character arc. And it's, that's on it's, growth. Exactly. It's they <laughs> they end the movie in a different place. They were they start like we want that. We want that to happen to our character. Like yes, we want them to meet their goals, but we we want them to have a different um, perspective on life when they do. And I think mm. that's exactly what happens with Tiana. Like she gets the restaurant, but it's in it's it's like you get the added bonus that she's not as uh, obsessed with like work, 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 work. It's like let that we can have balance in our life, guys. We sure. can. We can work and and like that's what uh, I can't remember Tiana's mom's name right now, but uh, Eudora. Um, yeah, Eudora. That's what she's kind of trying to say to Tiana. Sure. In the little dialogue quips that are cut out in the in like the <laughs> recording of the song, uh, and so so that's that is there like inside of Tiana all along, but she's sort of like mm. suppressing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I'm gonna give it a pass on that. Um, sure. I want to respond to a lot of the things you're saying about for the first time in forever, though. Yeah, go for it. First of all, I'm so happy that you uh, have looked into the Lopez's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who wants to get an even closer look at them, I would really recommend, of course, watching like the Frozen 2 docuseries on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. But going into any of the like deluxe versions of both of the movie soundtracks and listening to some of the real, like the, um, uh, not a real, what is it? Like a demo, demo. tapes. Yeah. Yep. Um, because they're sung by the Lopez's and the instrumentations just by the Lopez's. Mm. And so you get that real sense of like, this is a song not created by an algorithm, but like by a person that yeah. has workshopped it through many different variations uh, to finally get to, to where they are. And, and you really get, this feeling that there is a lot of Kirsten Anderson Lopez, Kristen Anderson Lopez in the Anna character, which is really cool. Right. Um, yes, a hundred percent agree about like the wordiness of for the first time in forever. And, and you have already acknowledged that that's, I think stylistically yeah, that important. way because of how frantic Anna is feeling in this moment. <laughs> and it's juxtaposed with that twofer, that Elsa, who's a lot slower in the way she's talking, who's a lot more intentional with her words. Uh, and so it's like you have these two sisters that have been on both sides of this door for their entire childhood. And and the way that they are in adulthood has completely they're completely different now. So. <laughs> Yes, totally. Totally get that. And like, I, I like the song because of that, you know, like mm. I like a good song that 
yes, it has a lot of words, but it's it's in a way that's almost like word painting, you know, like the the pacing of the song is set by the lyrics and like mm. it's almost part of the rhythm as well. Yeah, right. Um, and this song is ultimately sort of like a dance. You have those um, staffers or servants, I guess we'll call them what they are. They're servants. Sure. Uh, <laughs> they're probably not getting paid very much. Let's be no, real. Probably. Not. Uh, and they're sort of like moving about the castle as they're getting ready. And, you know, there's people marching into the castle and in, and I hate to do this, but in the Broadway version, it is a dance. <laughs> it's very like choreographed in the way that it's happening on stage. And so all uh-huh. of that kind of like wraps up into one sort of stylistic choice. Yeah. Yes, it's a long song. Anna talks a lot. So the various sort of sections you have her at first saying like, Basically, I'm free. Mm-hmm. It's going down. Mm-hmm. Second is like, not only am I like free, but also I want, I want some some romance. Oh, I want yeah. a love connection. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the third part is important because it's sort of like the it sets the like temporal boundary of the of the want. She exits the castle and she says, I know it all ends tomorrow, so it has to be today. Right. For the first time in forever, nothing's in my way. Like, it feels like it's repeating something that's already been said, but it's like the like, all right, audience is locked in. We know what we need to do. We know when we need to do it. Um, it doesn't justify Anna's choices at like the party when she wants to marry Hans, mm-hmm. but in in her own head, it justifies the choices. So to to get that out in the open, I think that's really important. Uh, the animation is really fun in this song. So mm-hmm. many really memorable shots in for the first time in forever. You have the sun sort of like coming up on Anna as she's like on the little window washer swing uh, right. and raising herself. You have her uh, sliding down for the spiral staircase banister, um, top down view, vertigo shot, super cool. Bouncing into like the painting poses, the like <laughs> love connection paintings, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, and then maybe my favorite shot is the very last one when she's like running at the camera full frontal. Right. Um, uh, it's good. It's it's a funny <laughs> song. It's catchy. It's it's well written. It's it's so good at defining the Anna character. And you get the twofer with Elsa. Sorry, you can't get me to not. You, you cannot get me to stop talking about Frozen. So I'll stop myself there and advance the number two seed. Uh, Michael, it's going to be a tie break for you. Good lord, this is to me. This is like a finals matchup. These are mm. two heavy hitting songs. Both of them have great merit to them. Both well written. I mean, what you both said about the Lopez's. I mean, they're absolute geniuses. Uh, watching, definitely recommend go watch the Frozen Two docu series because they kind of also break down like their writing process and how. Um, I think one of the songs they came up with in like two and a half hours. Right. <laughs> and like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Almost there is like it's. It's so inspirational just from the fact of where Tiana is in her life and how she really has applied herself to really find how to achieve her goal. And for her at the beginning, it's I got to work my ass off. Like Mm -hmm. it's grind day and night. This one goal, nothing else matters. But as the movie goes along, she realizes that like, wow, maybe there's other things that can like 
help me achieve this goal. Maybe like if I let other people kind of be around me, kind of open myself up, maybe those type of opportunities then come help me achieve my goal. Because at first it's kind of one track mind. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on my own. And this like, that's it. But yeah. as the movie progresses, it obviously opens up. She opens up as frogs. <laughs> <laughs> but the storytelling of for the first time in forever, it's it's really, really hard because you get two character perspectives, two people that at that point in their life, too, are like very very opposite like anna wants nothing more than to just be a social butterfly wants to see people wants to understand how like normal people live <laughs> like the line there will be actual real life people it'll be totally strange but wow am i so ready for this change like it, it really introduces i guess to the audience what they have really gone through in this short amount of time, like between their parents kind of passing away and getting to this coronation day. Mm -hmm. And then Elsa, who is just absolutely scared to death for anybody to see who she really is. Right. So gosh, this, this is really, really tough, but it's for the first time in forever. And I, I honestly did not see this coming because <laughs> almost there was, it that was that was it for me before, but man, all the reasons laid out, really breaking into the lyrics. It's it's got to move on. Hey, ice ice rises to the top of the glass. God, you know it happens. Frozen advances to the final four. Uh, and who? Which, which song will it meet? It's the number fourteen out there versus number six. How far I'll go? Uh, this this bracket is just getting really difficult, guys. Um, <laughs> how far I'll go? This is one of those ones that just like it gets a lot of play, a lot yeah. of play. And and a little stat for you: one point two billy, one point two billy views on YouTube, guys. Bonkers. Uh, it's it's one of the most viewed music videos of all time on YouTube. It's like Baby Crazy. Shark, Blank Space, How Far I'll Go. That. <laughs> Uh, what a, that what was a, a trio. That was a guess. I don't know. It sounds right. Gangnam I, Style. Throw Gangnam yeah. Style in there too and, and Party Rock face. Anthem. Uh, so this, this is uh, so powerful because it's, it's the I Want song. Mm -hmm. It's I want to go on an adventure. I want to go mm -hmm. out onto the ocean. But it feels like also so much more than an I Want song in the way that she's talking about it. it. It feels much more like a, this is what I have to do song. Yes. Uh, and if you've ever felt that sensation before in your life where you feel ur ur urged to do something in a way that is not like a, a desire, but more so like it comes from a sense of duty, you know that it's a very unique feeling and it is very powerful. And so to see a Disney character kind of put it that way and it's really, really cool, really unique as well. Totally. Uh, you get the the similar situation that's happening with uh, Pocahontas where you have the two choices. You have the, look, I can stay on this island. I can be the boss. 
Uh, and look, I'll be a good boss. Mm -hmm. This island will probably function extremely well uh, if I was the boss. But like, that's not that's not me. And I don't think that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and so th I like that moment when she's stacking those rocks or she's like about to stack the rock uh -huh. uh, on top and she looks out and she sees uh, the light is blinding. That's when that lyric happens. And it's like, oh, that's yeah. that's next level. Yeah, it's a good definition of the character, which is like really what you want in an I want song. Not only do you get the want, but you get kind of like that. These are my values. This is what I stand for. And you really get that sense with Moana that like she's really firm in this belief. And that echoes throughout the entire movie. She mm -hmm. is she's a very stubborn character, uh, most of the time in a good way, sometimes in in uh, a way that's kind of to her disadvantage. But right. there's there's some um, symbolism there with sand as well. Th that mm. expression like you you draw a line in the sand or like you dig your heels into the sand like that's uh -huh. what that's what Moana is doing here. Like she's really sort of like forming her attitudes during this song uh, and making them uh, become sort of like her her foundation and that's really cool going up against out there though mm. uh i kind of laid it out as much as i think i can in the last episode uh, the inclusion of frollo in the beginning of the song is really awesome we love whenever he makes an appearance uh he's just such a good villain to kind of like represent the other side of the scale when mm -hmm. quasimodo is this like just representation of like pure love pure joy uh he's he's it's really rare that i look at a character like quasimodo where it's like he's universally likable like he's he makes the right decisions yeah uh, he's brave uh and, and like you go yeah that's a good character and it's like i guess it's just sort of like the the challenge that he faces um being physically different from other people and just being in such um sort of a strict confine that makes you like him in addition to being kind of like otherwise uh, acting in, in really perfect sort of ways making good choices um there is a moment though i'm not sure i agree with this choice in out there yeah um he basically okay so first he hits the best note in the song when he says <laughs> if i was in their skin i tread that's yeah. my favorite part yeah. <laughs> it's so good uh but after he does it he he hops on a little little water little water thingy and uh -huh. like goes surfing down to like this like little Excuse water me. drop off area and he splashes this water on his face and and i just want to know what water that is straight up where is that uh, coming from? Because it's not raining outside, mm -mm. which means that it can only be one thing, and that's dookie water. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> if you know Game of Thrones, there is a architectural plumbing quirk in the <laughs> castle where all the dookie water flows down <laughs> into the village that's immediately below the castle. And obviously, we're not in a castle. We're in a cathedral. But in this point in history, cathedral might as well be a castle because the church was the power. Uh, and so I see water being dumped out into like the, the people below. And I'm just like, that's not clean water. And Quasimodo just splashed it all over his face. This that man must, is about to get pink eye. That ha that has to be a sin by the church. They can't be. It's not holy Pooping water, on, people. It's no, not it's holy not, water. It's not holy water. It's a different holy water. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I think like there are a few more things going on. I think how far I'll go is better for the movie. Mm-hmm. I think out there is better for the character. Mm. Uh, when I'm thinking about I want songs, I, I'm primarily thinking about songs that do the character justice and really get us, the audience, to buy into whatever situation that they're in. And I think that I'm just, my heartstrings are tugged just a little bit stronger when I listen to Out There and I see what Quasimodo's going through. So I'm going with an upset here, I'm going with the 14 seed. I, Quasi also kind of dives in in the lyrics and it's, you know, out there with the people I want to, I just kind of want to not be in this tower. But then the lyrics are like, he wants to experience humanity. He wants to learn the histories of people. He wants to interact with people in their daily jobs. He may even want to do some of those jobs. It's, it's not even just like, I want to go outside. I want to go to that festival. It's like, I want to experience what a normal life is. And I like that because it is as simple as just getting out there. Um, but he wants so much more out of that. He he almost like doesn't even necessarily hate his his home, <laughs> right? Like he he's been trained and manipulated into loving that space, but he knows that there's more to do. There's more to life, and he wants to experience that. And I really like that. But I really really like how far I'll go. And one thing that I love about it, Chris, you brought it up the the seeing the light on the as it shines, see the light as it shines on the sea. It's blinding. I love that it's it's blinding so people don't want to go towards it, mm. right? The follow-up lyrics are, but no one knows how how deep it goes. But for her, it's like almost that like the future is bright. The the what is out there is so good that it is blinding. And that makes me want to go towards it. And I like how she's able to ha- strike that balance with that one lyric. To others, it is danger. It is it is impairment. <laughs> they they literally can't see it, so they're not going to go towards it. But for her, that means something is out there. There is a source to that light, and I want to find out what it is. And I love that. I love that line, and I love how it kind of really centers that song. And like we talked about with Pocahontas, and like you just talked about, there is so much of the like. Listen, I fit really well into this puzzle here. <laughs> of this island. I am going to lead. I know I can lead it. I can lead it very well. Uh, I know that the the ecosystem works very well. People have their jobs. I have my job and it all works. But I just know that there's so much more for me and meant for me. One, like Ghost Grandma, not at this point, but Ghost Grandma eventually is really opening a lot of doors for her, <laughs> right? And like after the song, she really like sparks that that initial adventure in her. And that leads to that, you know, that just activates her mind. And we get like, I think like two reprises of the song <laughs> in this film. Um, but at this moment, like she she has that itch. And we know that that itch is also just like probably the water actually calling her because the water is the homie, right? Like we know that there is this kind of mystical energy around her to bring her out. And she's trying to rationalize that feeling by applying it to her everyday experience. And I think that's the only way we understand anything. So to have her 
put all of this context and try and understand what her, she's feeling. I just love that so much. So I like the message of how far I'll go and the way that it is so inviting for the audience to also want to cheer her on to go on that adventure uh, more than I like the kind of sympathy play of out there where it's like, damn, yeah, so somebody get quasi out there. Let them experience that life. Uh, I love how far I'll go. I'm going to go with that pick. So that means, Michael, you're breaking a tie. Mm. It's how far I'll go. Ooh. Wow. And yeah, it, for me, it comes down to with how far I'll go. It's I feel more purpose in the song for Moana. Mm. I feel like that the context and just everything that she's putting into that song is like there's such a defining purpose for her goal and like the what that goal will achieve. Quasi just wants to get the hell out of his <laughs> little studio apartment. <laughs> We've all been there. I mean, and like, <laughs> I get it. This man's been living like 20 years of like what we had for COVID. So uh, yeah. <laughs> true. Except like, that he's also getting teased with like the world not adhering to lockdown below him. <laughs> true, true. Quarantine quarantine quasi has entered yeah. the chat. <laughs> So like you feel for him and like it's a beautiful song. It really is. But like just the factors and what it's going up against with how far I'll go, because also that it's a bop. It goes and everybody notice it. Reason yeah. why there's billions of views. So has to move on for me. All right. That brings us to our final four. Number 16, Santa Fe versus number four, Reflection. You both know where I'm going with this one. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be the Reflection song for me. Yeah. I just really, really love this song. I love its message. And I love the imagery of Reflection. I love the idea that like she doesn't even necessarily recognize herself as she's trying to fit in to society because she knows that who she is is so much more than what society wants out of her. So... Even just, you know, using reflection, seeing yourself, how others see you, but not how you want to be seen is such a powerful realization for all of us. Like you can take that and apply it to so many different ways in which you live your own life. Um, and I think that we have kind of forgotten about this song in that way. Uh, and and so I love reflection, obviously not a big Newsies guy, so Santa Fe would have to go down for me. Number four to the finals. So uh, I, I, I got more to say about Santa Fe. I got more to say about Newsies. Um, Do it. Look, if if there's one like unique, super unique thing about Santa Fe up against the rest of these songs that have made it into the final four. Um, and I mean, I think this is an important idea in general. It happens a other couple times on this bracket with some other songs, but this is a, an opportunity for your leading man to be very vulnerable uh, on stage. And like, that's an important thing, I think, to see because so much of like what is perceived as masculinity is being able to like keep it all together, yeah. be able to be the guy that everyone can lean on. And the expectation is that you follow through. Uh, yeah. You do your duty, you do your responsibilities, and you're able to do it in a way that makes you look 
uh, like a protector or it makes mm-hmm. you look like you uh, are reliable and, and very strong, steadfast. And this is this song is is Jack Kelly being able to express that, like, dude, I am literally none of those things, uh, which is also so relatable. Right. Sure. Like whether you're a man or you're not a man like it to to kind of feel like you are in this position where a lot of people are counting on you and to feel like you aren't going to be able to do that. And you kind of almost don't even want to do that. Mm-hmm. I like from it just resonates really powerfully with me personally um, on stage. So sure. I like that a lot. Um, look, happy it's made it this far, (laughs) but like you said, to lead off this whole topic, Kyle, the, the concept of the I want song has become popular knowledge, whether people are able to like articulate exactly what it is or not. Like implicitly, we know what an I want song is. And right. I think for it to be like a best Disney I want song, it it should be known by it's mm. a song that should be known by <laughs> many people. And like, I think Santa Fe applies to me more. I I don't know that I like it more, but I think that it's maybe saying a little. It gets a little bit more complex, I think, than Reflection does. But again, just because it's a little longer, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, Bias Me wants to move it on, but I think <laughs> I'm, go- I'm, I'm going to uh, concede uh, okay. th- for this matchup. I think we'll have a more compelling conversation in the finals if we move Reflection on. So, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to move Mulan on. Santa Fe's taking the train home. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're going to miss you. Michael, are you cool with that? Or do you think you would have gone crazy mode and gone Santa Fe to the finals? I feel like Chris had to come to grips with himself just so that it didn't come down to a tie break where I could send Santa Fe to the final. <laughs> no, it was it was going to be a reflection for me. You know, Santa Fe had its run, but, you know, dreams only come true in Santa Fe, not on Mouse Madness. I guess mm. so. I guess so. Um, all right. First time in forever, the two seed versus six. How far ago? I'd like to issue a correction. Oh. Uh, how far I'll go is nowhere even close <laughs> to the it. most viewed YouTube videos. Damn it. Uh, how many did I say? How far I'll go is 1.2 billion. Yeah. Uh, the most viewed song on YouTube is Baby Shark. Uh, okay. But it is 13 million views. Uh, number two is Despacito with 8.2. Number three is Johnny Johnny Yes Papa by Lulu Kids, uh, 6.73 billion. Uh, number four is the bath song by Coco Melon with 6.26 billion views. So three of the top four songs on YouTube, uh, our videos at all on YouTube are little kid songs. Right. Hate it. <laughs> Hate that. Um, so there you go. So, so how far I'll go, not breaking those top charts on YouTube in general, but on Di- when it comes to Disney, absolutely. Uh, yes, it's absolutely sure. a powerhouse. So, uh, I mean, I guess it maybe benefits from the fact that it's like a newer song. So a lot of these older songs, it's like the uploads are the views are sort of split between like many mm. different uploaded versions of the song, whereas like Disney just uploaded the official how far I'll go. And like, that's the one that's getting all the views. So, and how far I'll go is not even the most viewed Moana song on oh, YouTube. Oh, no. 
You're welcome has 1.5. Oh my God. <laughs> Which is actually a tragedy and needs to be reconciled. Uh, can, like, you, that can, you please, can you please tell the people how, ma- how many views the Jordan Fisher and Lin-Manuel Miranda version of You're oh, Welcome has? Oh, yes, I can. You're welcome. Guess. Guess. Before Jordan you type it in, Fisher. guess how many you think it has. I think that that one has... Oh, man. I think it has 400,000. I think it's in the millions. Okay. I already know. So, so hit send. 25 million. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that. <laughs> That's so many, dude. It's so many. <laughs> What did you say? 400,000? Yeah. It was, I tried 25 was, million. It was wishful thinking, to be honest. I was like, oh, maybe everybody else hates it as much as we do. And, and <laughs> nope. People myself. are smoking, Kyle. It's gas. <laughs> don't, don't um, Jordan Fisher, we like you. Come on the pod. Jordan got, Fisher, he, man. Yeah, you're he, listening. He left Sweeney Todd. He's got nothing else to do. <laughs> um. Okay. For the first time in forever, how far I'll go. I'm going first time in forever. Okay. I'm going to do it. Uh, mm. I think Anna is a very comp. Not that Anna is a, is a more complex character than Moana, but we, the audience, have a more complex relationship with her. Yeah. And the difference between the two is that when Moana sings How Far I'll Go, it's this aspirational, dang, yes, yep. go get them. Uh, and we do want her to achieve it because we understand her plight. It is a relatable one. Mm-hmm. Doing what people tell you to do versus doing the thing that's scary and unknown. Mm-hmm. For the first time in forever, you have a, a few more factors in play because you have a character who is being a little bit naive, but in yeah. a lot of ways, it's like justified because girl hasn't even been outside (laughs) in a long time. Um, You know, also it's like the, it's the the movie exists in sort of a different environment where there's like castles and princesses. And so like the, the audience automatically goes in with that, like fairy tale cliche. So you're kind of like, okay, I'll maybe give that a pass because that's, (laughs) that happens in these types of movies. Yeah. Um, And you all, she also has this, it's like, I don't know who's older, Anna or Moana. Uh, probably Anna. Pro- no, yeah. Moana? Anna? I think probably. Anna's, Anna's probably older than Moana. I would assume that Anna is older than Moana. Yes. Yeah, sounds right. Um, so, it, so, but like, you know, yeah, so she, but still she feels very youthful. You know, she's yeah, like, yeah, totally. she's still got like little girl energy to her. Uh, so, so she can have that. She clearly doesn't have a whole lot of life experience. Right. Um, and her, her kind of like sunny outlook on life is very endearing. And, and we like her for that as well. I, yeah, it's just like a, uh, I think a musically more enjoyable song for me. Uh, so I'm going to do it. Number two. I don't think that it's a musically more enjoyable song for, for me. But I think I'm going to agree with you Ooh. and move first time forever onto the finals. And I'm going to do that because I think that it sets the want up so well and in a way that is so correct for each character, as you've brought up, Chris. Um, listening experience, 
too many words. I don't like how wordy it is. It feels a little bit t- like they did a verse too many for Anna uh, and we could have cut out some of the rambling. But I also understand the choice and I recognize it, but I wish it wasn't there. I just think it's that it when it comes to being a I want song, this one does it the best in the character's kind of voice, really. How Far I'll Go feels like a song that you can really apply to any character. Uh, you you may not even know that it's a Moana song, right? So like uh, it does a good job with its characters and uh, and I think Disney strives to do that. So I'm going to agree with you. Number two, going to the finals. Uh, Michael, you have... So we talked about uh, Moana or Anna, who's older. Uh, I think you did some research. What's what's the verdict? So according to Google, Anna is 18 in the first Frozen film, and Moana is 16. So Anna is a little older. So okay. it was kind of surprising to me. I thought they were <laughs> I thought they were kind of around the same age, to be honest. Sure. Definitely sure. agree with y'all, though. I, I I think that's the right song to move on. All right, which brings us to the finals. Number four, Reflection versus number two, First Time in Forever. And you know I'm not letting go. It is definitely Reflection for me. I think that this fits as like what a Disney I Want song sounds like. And it feels very applicable to Mulan specifically. Doesn't seem like a song that Ariel would be able to sing. This is somebody that is very emotionally intelligent. uh, Someone that is just intelligent in general. um, And someone that knows what they are battling and they're they're trying to figure out just how they can continue the you know to live out the rest of their lives in a way that is going to work for society and and work for themselves and i just love it i think that it is it sounds like you know a disney song it sounds like a quintessential i want song uh first time in forever i think is like i said it does great for frozen does great as a redefining of what Disney music is, you know, I think that Frozen really re kind of calibrated all of us. Um, but I'm going to go with the four seed here as the winner, Chris. I think the difference between the two that, that I think is like most obvious, while for the first time in forever has moments that feel artistic, reflection feels like a work of art, both mm. in the uh, like writing of the song, the the words feel very artistic. Like the whole thing is a metaphor, right? Uh, um, identity being compared to a mirror of some kind, mm-hmm. where it's not it's not a, a magnifying glass. Like it's a mirror, and th- those are like two co- two completely different things, right? Like right, a, a, right. a reflection, sort of uh, an added step, where like you're maybe projecting something out that isn't necessarily what's what's on the inside of you hence when will my reflection show what's on the inside you have the visual artistry of a lot of the sequence as well the one that i think most people remember is when she wipes away half of the makeup on her face and you have the part that's still sort of in her matchmaker outfit and the other part that is just kind of like her raw self um, and that's sort of like the visual representation of the Moana character. Wow. The mm. Mulan, <laughs> the Mulan character and where we meet her in the movie. And that shot is uh, echoed when Mulan takes the sword 
when she right. goes off to join the military and she has it up kind of in the center of her space, her face and it's split, but this time showing two identical sides mm -hmm. uh, where you say this is, she's, she's finally maybe found herself sword mirror, both reflective in, in property as well. Yeah. There's an element of, um, uh, a movement in, in reflection, the way that she sort of like goes from, the garden up to the um, area where the ancestor altar is like down mm -hmm. back down to like a bench and she's sort of like um, shedding layers, right? She, she gets rid of the makeup. She lets her hair down. Uh -huh. Hair is a, is a very big, like symbolic element in Mulan. Traditionally yeah. hair up is like a very um, formal way to, to, to put your hair and and we see Mulan kind of like take it down. But the ironic part is that it goes back up again when she goes <laughs> off to, to fight. But there's something to be said about that sort of like parallelism um, yeah. between the, the you know, the two situations that we see her in to start the movie. So so in addition to a good song, you have this this amazing sequence that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. You have a. Um, a lot of these I want songs are sung by princesses, you know, and, and traditionally so many of them have been about finding um, princes. And in, in a lot of ways, the for the first time in forever, it's more of the same. Yeah. It's done in a way that's a little funnier, that's a lot more human. Um, sure. And that does a lot more justice to character. But when you look at Mulan, you have elements of all of these songs wrapped into one. You have great songwriting, great instrumentals, a hero who um, feels independent from gender. You yeah. have a, a princess of sorts in play as well. Uh, and you have you have great animation. Mm. It's I love Frozen, but this song is just like it's flawless, to be mm. honest. So I I'm going to agree with you. Wow. Uh, rarely do I do I go against Frozen in any type of matchup, but I'm going to also crown the number four reflection as the best Disney I want song. Oh, my goodness, which means it is time to clap it out. Michael, would that have been your decision? It's a deserving winner. I'll put it okay. that way. <laughs> Hey, well, I actually have a fun sort of uh, stat, and this is also a plug for a future Patreon episode. Uh, this was the 99th bracket uh, in Mouse Madness history, and it was actually Michael's sixth bracket. And Michael has only broken one tie in your <laughs> six episodes, at least in the finals. You broke <laughs> one finals tie in six episodes. Like that is that is crazy that me and Kyle agree that often. Uh, and, and I'm sorry that we have to take the uh, take the judgment away from you in those finals <laughs> matchups. OK, I think I remember that final, too. It was Luca against Encanto. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I went Luca. Uh, it was actually most quintessential Michael Eisner move. Huh. Uh, and you went with theme parks expansion. Mm. Yeah. So again, plug for future Patreon episodes. We're out here doing stats now. 
Uh, we're going to go over stats in our first 100 Mouse Madness brackets over there in a couple weeks. But, Michael, uh, thank you so much for joining us on on another episode here. It's always great to have you on. Always great to have some in, insights and just just kick it with the boys. Talking, yeah. talking Princess I Want songs. Add some chaos to the mix. Always a pleasure to go the distance with you guys. Yeah, yeah, there it is. This guy's just full of one-liners. <laughs> Um, well, folks, that does it for another episode of Mouse Madness. If you've got something to say about where we ended up, if you got a little bracket idea, if you want to hop in and do some co-hosting, please email us at mousemadnesspodcast at gmail.com. We will read your email on air. Like, oh, if you've yeah. got something to say that you feel like other people want to hear as well and just want to just get put on blast, <laughs> we'll do it. We love it. Uh, kick us an email or you can always hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Discord, and Twitter. All those channels are linked in the description of this podcast. You can also text us. Yeah. You can also invite us to Tiki Drinks and just yeah. you know, give us a little live review. Yeah. Give us a little review on uh, iTunes, Spotify. Always love to hear from the people. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash madness and join us at the $5 level by becoming a member of Jerry's Gang. We have access to some cool stuff, like two bonus Mouse Madness episodes every month. Like mm. last month, where we did a little trip recap. Chris went yeah. to Disneyland, hit up Club 33. Wow. Uh, and, and I spilled all the details for everyone over there on Patreon. You also have access to little bonus freebies like the right to vote on bracket topics. Yo. The occasional Disney vlog courtesy mm. of Chris and Kyle. And of course, an invite to our seasonal Disney trivia event. Uh, we got one coming up probably within the next six weeks or so. Yep. Uh, so hope y'all brushing up on trivia out there if you're a member <laughs> of our Patreon group. It's been real as always, folks. We will see you again where the sky meets the sea. <laughs> <laughs>